agnostics, long-haired weirdos, short-haired weirdos, vandals, hooligans. The government has the government love. The government has the government love. The government Welcome to the Politics Guys, a place for bipartisan, rational, and civil debate on American politics and policy. I'm Michael Baranowski, a professor of political science at Northern Kentucky University. I'm joined today by my conservative counterpart, Cleveland area attorney and defender of freedom, Jay Carson. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jay. So we have a bunch of things that we want to get into in this midweek show. And one thing, it's sort of a revisiting a topic we've talked about before, but I think in a slightly different context, we'll see. Uh, this week, House Republicans voted to remove Minnesota Representative Ilan Omar from her position on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. And the vote was along, I say House Republicans because the vote was along party lines. Every Democrat was in opposition and no Republicans opposed the resolution, uh, which stated that Omar, by her own words, has disqualified herself from serving on the committee, that her comments have brought dishonor to the House of Representatives. And the resolution for having her removed mentioned a number of specific comments from Omar and some I'll highlight here. Her remark in February of 2019 that support for Israel in Congress was all about the Benjamins baby. That's probably the most famous one. Uh, later that month, Omar saying, I want to talk about the political influence in this country that says it's okay for people to push for allegiance to a foreign country. Her comment in May of 2021 that Israel is an apartheid state and those who disagree need to get on the right side of history. And her remark in June of 2021 that we must have the same level of accountability and justice for all victims of crimes against humanity. We have seen unthinkable atrocities committed by the U.S., Hamas, Israel, Afghanistan, and the Taliban. Now, the author of the resolution, Representative Max Miller of Ohio, he's one of actually two Jewish, Jewish Republicans in the House, said that Omar cannot be an objective decision maker on the Foreign Affairs Committee given her biases against Israel and against the Jewish people. And in a speech on the House floor, uh, one of Omar's fellow squad members, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, said, there's nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the United States of America. Representative Cory Bush, another squad member, added, Republicans are waging a blatantly Islamophobic and racist attack against Congresswoman Omar. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The white supremacy happening is unbelievable. This is despicable. And in their own comments before the vote, Omar said, is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? Frankly, it is expected because when you push power, power pushes back. Now, Jay, as I said, oh you and I talked about this previously, uh, but before there wasn't an actual resolution that we had that we could look at that cited specific reasons. And now we have that. We have something concrete to go on. And so I guess my my initial question is uh, the, the most obvious one is, would you have voted for this resolution? Yes. Okay, yeah, and, and, and I should also add the you didn't you didn't put in the uh, the Israel has hypnotized the world uh, statement, right? and that was that um, was not part of the resolution as I as, as I I didn't see it in the resolution. Okay. So that's but it is something that I was said. I was um, only going based on I get it. You're, you're going by that, the letter, yeah, exactly. So uh, 
and and I, I do want to say in, in in her defense, of course, uh, when about some of these uh, what are anti-Semitic tropes, um, uh, Elon Omar had uh, told CNN, I wasn't aware of the fact that there are any tropes about Jews and money, um, uh, and that she called it, you know, it's very enlightening. Um, so no, absolutely, I think it's it's appropriate. And and here's the thing. Uh, almost all of her Democratic colleagues voted to condemn these same remarks uh, and and said that's you know, not these true. Are unacceptable. Nope, that's not true. No, nope, that's okay. not true. Who didn't? There was a there was a bipartisan. In fact, there have been a couple of bipartisan uh, uh, resolutions about that, but they were not about. They were not directed to Representative Omar, and they were not focused. They were not uh, focused on any specific remarks. They were just general condemnations of anti-Semitism. I looked at those, I read those resolutions in the last couple of days. So no, it's, it's not the case that those remarks of Omar's were condemned by the vast majority of House Republicans or House Democrats. Let me pull up. I, we may have to agree to disagree because I will pull up the resolution number that I'm thinking about. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's the, you know, what we'll do actually is we'll just, we'll yeah. just in real time, take a pause and we will, we will come back. It will not seem like a pause to anyone who's listening, but it actually will be a pause so we can check and actually uh, uh, come to some sort of agreement or not about this. So I was, I was incorrect in that the resolution does not target Ewan uh, Omar uh, by name. Um, I would point, however, to what happened, the timing uh, of their resolution came immediately after uh, she made these statements and also in the wake of other Republican uh, resolutions that did uh, uh, call her out by name. Um, and what, what ended up was a, a um, sort of a, a, a general resolution condemning uh, anti-Semitism. Um, but I, I can also uh, point to the statements of numerous other uh, Congress people, other Democratic leaders. I think someone on our Facebook had, uh, thing had uh, uh, made a big deal about this before, and I linked to Senator Schumer's um, uh, statements at the time about this is unacceptable, this won't stand, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so to me, I, I think you know, look, if if uh, yeah, whether it calls her out by name or not, um, if if this type of uh, these types of statements are unacceptable, then they're unacceptable. Uh, well, I, I don't think but that's I, I don't think that those statements in and of themselves, I don't think were unacceptable. I mean, especially now the aunt, the Benjamin's comment was, I think, ill advised. And this was she had just gotten into Congress and she said something dumb. And she apologized for that statement. She said, anti-Semitism is real, and I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. But at the same time, I reaffirmed the problematic role of lobbyists in our politics, whether it be APAC, the NRA, or the fossil fuel industry. It's gone on too long, and we must be willing to address it. And I agree entirely with that. Uh, also, she mentioned about the atrocities tweet uh, she said in a press release clarifying it, the conversation was about accountability for specific incidents regarding those as ICC, International Criminal Court cases, not a moral comparison between Hamas and the Taliban and the U.S. and Israel. And, you know, I, not only that, but Matt Gates of all people sort of semi-defended Omar. I uh, said, you know, hey, Republicans are doing this because we don't like what she has to say. Uh, and, and I think now Gates ended up voting with his party on this. But I think that's 
you know, that's basically what we're talking. I mean, none of the 26 Jewish Democrats in the House uh, seem to think that Omar should be removed for anti-Israel bias. And the fact of the matter, this is this is viewpoint discrimination. This is the sort of cancel culture that Republicans say that they 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 are against. But in this instances, when it when it comes to an opportunity to uh, enact some retribution against uh, especially against a black Muslim woman immigrant. Oh, bring it on. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to just quote uh, uh, someone. Uh, uh, when someone says being Jewish and supporting Israel means you're not loyal to America, we must call it out. When someone says uh, looks at a neo-Nazi rally and say, sees some very fine people among its company, we must, we, must, ah, we must call it out. When someone suggests that money drives support for Israel, we must call it out. Uh, that was, of course, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer um, back when when uh, these statements were made. I can I can probably pull some from the House side as well. I think the difference is uh, when the statements were made and the anti-Semitism uh, resolution was passed, there was no danger that Elon Omar might be uh, lose part of her power and, and uh, be removed from the committee. Uh, now she is being removed from the committee. Uh, and that's the difference in the votes, I would suggest. Yeah, see, I, I, I think it's I, I think she's right in, in large part that it's the case of she's she's an easy target. Uh, the, uh, the 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 Republican base. Well, she, she's an easy target because she said this stuff. No, she's an easy target because she's she is saying things in a way that makes a lot of Republicans uncomfortable and they'd rather not have to deal with with strongly divergent worldviews and viewpoints. They don't really care about viewpoint diversity. They want to squelch those sort of views. And if that, if, if that view, if it's the added bonus of being able to put a black woman, Muslim immigrant in her place, well, let's, that's okay for a lot of folks on the right as well. Mm. Wow. So I, I, I'd say, I mean, let's, uh, let's keep in mind, think, Jay. If you think if you think that someone if you think that someone who thinks that the uh, Israeli government is the moral equivalent of the Taliban, uh, perhaps they're not qualified. And to she be on the and she and she she's uh, clarified that statement. You know, and, and again, there's if we're going to be uh, if we're if we're going to look at what one individual tweet taken out of context means, or if we're going to take it's a look not at one individual tweet. It, it's no. a number of statements over. A yeah, absolutely, of time. and and the, that those number of statements make it clear. I think, to my view, that Representative Omar believes that that policy toward Israel is influenced very much by the strength of of APAC is very right. much influenced by the amount of political, economic, and cultural power that Israel has in the United States, that, that Jewish people have in the United States. And I think, while I may not agree with her on those things, and on many of those things I don't, I think the idea that she should be removed from a committee because she holds those views, I, I think that is blatantly un-American. So do you think... Um I mean, one, I, I guess uh, you're taking it her word that she didn't know the things she was saying were, were anti-Semitic tropes. Um, I, I find that to be fundamentally unbelievable. Well, I think early um, on, I think, no, I, I would say whether that's believable or not, it's one thing to uh, engage in a one or two hyperbolic tropes that you've like on Twitter or something's like, well, that okay, that's 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 a dog whistle. That's what have you. Okay, Ooh, that I was just going to say dog whistle, but go ahead. Well, yeah. that happens. That happens a couple times, and you're like, well, hey, that's not that's not cool. That's not okay, right? 
And I, right. I, I, but, but you don't see the kind of pattern over time about clearly anti-Semitic things, I, you know, because it seems to me that, that it gets to a point where can't you say, can't you, can't you raise the point or, or for argument's sake, at least saying that, well, I think that our policy in Israel is gives, gives, uh, gives Israel too much of a pass about real serious problems in how they deal with uh, occupied territories why can't does oh, that I, think, make me, I think you can absolutely I, I, maybe you can't if you're if you're a black muslim woman well or maybe you can if you go around saying things like israel's hypnotized america or hypnotized the world well you know uh, I, 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 or, or i mean those things which are dog whistles right and and you wouldn't hesitate to call out someone who who was and this is what what Schumer to his credit did right he's he said that you know Trump's you know some of these were very fine people is essentially a dog whistle to uh, uh to give sort of some credence to the the alt right uh and that we call it out um what's you know what's the 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 difference um and I and I would say there also there are plenty of democrats who have been um plenty critical of Israel uh, but not in these uh, uh, express and, and vulgar terms. So watch what you say. Um, That's right. I mean, you know, it's there, there are 49, the Foreign Affairs Committee has 49 members. And the idea that somehow this is just, uh, just unacceptable, that this one very harsh critic of Israel can't be on this committee because why? I've, this is this is retribution, plain and simple. Uh, and, and I find it again. Oh, it's retribution, sure, but well, you know, this is but, this is politics. I guess that's the. Well, sure, it's politics. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I guess there's, sure. there's you seem to be sort of stuck in there's this retribution or viewpoint discrimination. Well, it is. Um, and I and I say, well, no, and I'm saying yes, I agree with okay, you. Okay, um, okay, all right, then absolutely, it's viewpoint agreed. discrimination. But I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's legitimate viewpoint discrimination when you're deciding on who's going to be on your your committee. It's it's like the, you know, the your the, committee. The, huh? the, okay. Well, no, the House, right? It's it's the House Members Committee, the majority of the House. It's no, you're right. Uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not questioning the legality of this. It's certainly well within the rights of the House to vote that. I mean, that anyone be removed from any committee because that's so. This isn't to me a question of, of they, law. They, look, they they removed Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. from yeah. all committees. This is a question she of values. Nutty stuff. That, well, she. I mean, she threatened. You know, there were threats of physical violence, basically, which is more than just nutty stuff. But, but this this to me is a question of values. And it, I think it says a lot about the values of, of, of the people who voted both for it and against it. And to me, so, uh, voting against it is saying that, well, I, I, I value retribution more than I value viewpoint diversity. And OK, that's you can't argue values. Your values are what they are. I just think in this case, the values of the Democrats are, are to my view, my mind, better values than the values of the Republicans on this one issue. Well, I, I guess so. The, these are Democrats who value viewpoint diversity. Um, so, on this one issue, yeah. On this one issue, um, well, just, I guess that's sort of the thing. If you, but just like how, just like how <laughs> Republicans tend to, you know, like I said, rail against cancel culture, and yet this I is do, clearly yeah. somebody who is being canceled. But in this instance, it's okay. Well, Why? Because retribution no, is she, more yeah, important. No, it is okay because because here's the thing. no, she's not losing her job. She's still she's still a member of Congress. Uh, she still gets paid the same salary she would uh, anywhere else. Uh, and quite this, it, quite quite frankly, this probably gave her a good bit of uh, uh, career job security. Um, 
she's still free to say whatever she wants about Israel uh, on the floor of the House uh, in conducting on any on any votes or even just in the, the you know general marks. She's free to go around her district, go around the country, saying whatever she wants about uh, uh, Israel, and there's no threat to her livelihood. Um, and except for the, you know, also, again, you, you talk about canceling uh, politicians. Well, that's that's also a little something different because you elect them to um, express a certain certain viewpoint. And if you don't like that viewpoint, you get rid of them. It's not as if you're uh, this is someone who who works in accounting and then you decide you don't like their politics and you get rid of them. Yeah, they're being canceled. They're being canceled. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I, I'm, um, glad, I'm glad you brought uh, that up. She's yeah. welcome to go on, on MSNBC and I, am, I anticipate she has and will and rail against Israel to her heart's delight. Um, but that doesn't mean that she's got uh, some sort of property right. Oh, no, of course not. No, no. Right to be on the, the committee. No, of course not. No. And I, I, you know, and looking at it from a political standpoint, there was a, uh, a conversation that was overheard right in, in uh, from Ken Buck, I believe it was a Republican representative who was saying to one of his fellow Republicans uh, that this is the stupidest vote we've ever taken or something along those lines for exactly kind of some of the reasons you suggested in that it actually raises Representative Omar's profile yeah. and maybe makes her. And so this is kind of a dumb move in that it just gives her more of a platform for the sort of things that we don't agree with. And I think, you know, Ken Buck, he was reluctant to kind of go along with the vote. He ended up, uh, I think, probably being, you know, pressured to giving some assurances uh, for other things to go along with it because they wanted it to be a party line vote. But I think you can make that case from a political standpoint is that it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense from a strategy politics kind of standpoint, longer term. Well, yeah. And, and keep in mind, you got to look at at people's districts and, and sure. where they represent. I mean, so there were there were going to be, you know, this the the politics will play different in in different places. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely, certainly. But you know, and this is in the context again of a, a Republican uh, House uh, caucus that has uh, you know very. I think there are four out of two hundred twenty-two uh, House Republicans. I believe there are there are four black Republicans, and uh, that's you know it's a pretty small percentage. And so that I think that reflects obviously the electorate that's voting these folks into office. And so it's going to be, like I said, a lot easier sort of thing to do. Whereas on the Democratic side, I believe something like around 25% or so of the Democratic caucus is black. And that, that, that obviously changes things, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, Republicans are going to be, it's going to be a tougher, uh, I think this will come out in, in, you know, races in the future. It might be a tough vote to defend for uh, people like, uh, representatives from New York areas, from uh, Miami, from from heavily Jewish districts. Well, yeah, well, I, there, there there may be a why. Why didn't you, you know, vote? And I suppose you can say, look, well, we didn't. We want diversity of viewpoints and uh, all that. But um, I, I, I think it's. I don't think it'd be that hard because, like I said, there are, there are twenty six Jewish Democrats in the House, and all of them voted against this measure. So I don't really think that that's right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and what I'm saying is I, I can, I can see an attack ad um, in the making for those 26 uh, members. Yeah. I, I'm sure that I'm sure they baked that into their considerations as well. So, yeah. so yeah, it's not, maybe not nothing in some of those districts, but, but, but I also think that the argument, no, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, Oh my gosh, she's doomed, but no, I'm, this is, 
especially um, given that most of these are very safe districts and that, you know, as I think you would argue, the idea that saying that, well, because you are Jewish, your only issue is Israel or your overriding issue is yeah. Israel is no, itself it, an anti-Semitic it could, it trope. Could well, right? But it could well be a, an important issue for members of your district. Sure, it could it, it could be right, but but just saying that. Well, if you're Jewish, then you vote on Israel. That, like I said, in and of itself, could be called an anti-Semitic trope. Right. So, because we're not just because you're Jewish, that everything is not revolving around your your uh, your that identity as a Jewish person. You might actually care right. about about some of, uh, some of my best friends vote in favor of Israel, Mike. There, there you go. Um, but and some of them against. Yeah, well, absolutely. So yeah, no, I that's I'm. Here, but, hang on, but go oh, good. All right. Okay. Well, why don't why don't we move on to uh, uh, our second story here, and that is, you know, the the twenty twenty four presidential election. We still have twenty. Oh, can we do one more thing? I'm sure. sorry, I just no, found absolutely. it. No, I just please found do. What I was looking for. Oh yeah, please do. Yeah, this is the bonus show. We can add in. So yeah, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Um, equating the United States, and, um, I just popped up. Equating the United States and Israel to Hamas and the Taliban is as offensive as it is misguided. Ignoring the differences between democracies governed by the rule of law, contemptible organizations that engage in terrorism at best discredits one's intended argument and at worst reflects deep-seated prejudice. Uh, uh, that would be – I agree with that, but again – That would be that, that is, would be the statement that was signed by um, 20, uh, a dozen Jewish Democratic lawmakers – Sure. Uh, in 2021, those but, but it's a straw man. Jake it's, I, okay. I don't care who the, the members are. You can read off the names. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if you if you want to take Omar's remarks out of context without uh, that tweet out of context without the clarification she added. So if you want to assume bad faith on her on her end, well then fine. I, I can't talk you out of that. But she said flatly in that press release that this was about specific incidents about ICC cases. And I quote, not a moral comparison between Hamas and the Taliban and the U S and Israel. I don't know if she could have been more clear about that. All so right. that's yeah. Anyway, I, I clearly, I mean, on this, I think I am a lot more inclined to uh, agree with Representative Omar that a lot of this has to do actually with with bias, but anti-Muslim, anti-issues uh, with with who she is as an individual, in part because of her race and religion and gender. And you're, I think, a lot less inclined to believe that that's a case, the case here. That's correct. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this preview of our supporters-exclusive midweek show. If you'd like to hear the rest of the episode, we hope you'll consider becoming a supporter. Supporters get ad-free access to all of our shows, membership in our Politics Guys Discord group where you can join in on the conversation, and other benefits at different levels of support. To become a supporter, go to patreon.com slash politicsguys. You can also support us through Venmo or at politicsguys or through PayPal. You'll find all of our support links in the show notes as well as at politicsguys.com slash support. And if you'd like to get the midweek show, but you're not in a position to become a financial supporter, that's not a problem. Just send me an email at mike at politicsguys.com, and I'll be happy to get that set up for you.